0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the how-tos of maintaining communication with God.
1: He says, My son, keep thy father's commandments, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thy heart, and tie them about thy neck and thy heart from the issues of life. You know what? When we came to Jesus Christ, now he leads us through the word of God continually. The word will lead you, keep you, and it'll give you the right to talk with Jesus Christ. And that's a fantastic
0: privilege. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Today it appears more and more that marriage is just a mere convenience and sometimes even a hindrance. That's the perspective the world has on one of the greatest institutions created by God. And to combat that fallacy, Pastor Xavier opens up the book of Proverbs to chapter 5 as he presents God's divine simple truths for building right relationships. Let's listen.
1: Now in verse 15, he speaks about the marriage relationship to verse 19. He says, Drink water out of thine own cisterns and running waters out of thine own wells. He's not talking about getting a drink of water out of the fountain. He's talking about that sexual relationship that a man has with his wife and the wife with her husband the covenant that they have made unto death, that they are going to be faithful and loyal to one another. He says, let thy fountains be dispersed abroad in rivers of waters in the streets. That speaks of their children, the fruit of that relationship in honor and glory. Let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee. In other words, don't go have legitimate children here and there let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth you know what's exciting to see an old couple maybe about 55 65 or 70 and and, and the guy has his arm around his wife still and he opens the door for her and he gives her a little peck or something that's neat man because you have to work at staying in love and I tell you what in the Lord it is possible apart from the Lord the longer you're married, the more you want to lose each other wherever you go. You go to a party, you only see each other when you come in, and then when you're gonna go home. And when you're with each other, you wish you weren't. And when you're walking with each other, your eyes are everywhere else, you're not really with each other. That's a terrible relationship to have. It happens all the time. He says, they have a blast with your wife that God has given to you. He says, let her be as a loving hind and a pleasant roll. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. That's in the Bible. God invented sex. And let me say this, God intends you to enjoy your sexual relationship with your wife and your husband to the fullest. There's nothing wrong with it. Hebrews says the bed is undefiled and is honorable in the context of marriage but you take sex out of marriage and you start using it anywhere and everywhere then it becomes dirty and it becomes perverted you know you can take a nice shiny car and it looks pretty in your driveway but drive it into your living room I don't think you'd like that it'd be out of place well the same thing with sex there's nothing wrong with it but it's for a husband and a wife and nothing else verse twenty says and why will thou my son be ravaged with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger for the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord and he pondereth all his goings his own iniquity shall take the wicked himself and he shall be beholden with the course of his sins he shall die without instruction and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray so husbands wives enjoy each other young couples how you rise on each other Paul speaks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 about the marriage relationship and how you're not to deny one another 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 7 says that husbands dwell with your wives according to knowledge that you be heirs of the grace of God together completely chapter 6 now the first 6 verses verse f- 5 verses speak of being surety for someone else or a guarantee He says, My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth, thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself. When thou art come unto the hand of thy friend, go humble thyself, and make sure thy friend. Give not sleep to thine eye, nor slumber to thy eyelid. Deliver thyself as a robe from the hand of thy hunter, and as a bird from the hand of the fowler and what Solomon is saying here is son don't be a guarantee for anybody you ever remember being in the world and guaranteeing that somebody was gonna pay back Oh, yeah he'll pay it to you or yeah I'll vouch for him (laughs) and you end up getting ripped off or you end up looking bad he's saying hey you better make sure who you're backing up he says don't go shaking hands and agreeing with anybody and everybody And if you've done it and you realize that you made a mistake, don't let your pride come up. Go over there and say, hey man, I take it back. You can't trust him. (laughs) And that's what he's giving counsel to. Because a lot of times we're put in those positions by pressure. Don't let nobody pressure you to do anything. Think everything through. Now in verse 6 to 11, he speaks about the lazy bum. Solomon didn't like lazy people. He says, go to the end. Thou sluggard And that's what the word means Lazy Consider her ways And be wise Which having no guide Overseer or ruler provide her meat in the summer And gather her food In the harvest The little land We are even to learn from nature That God has called Every part of creation To have some part In terms of work the little land, have you ever seen, have you ever had a little colony of ants? Xavier had a little colony of ants, I mailed out for them, they sent him a little thing, and those things were big. I was trying to put them in the little land farm thing, and they had them in this little capsule, I was trying to put them in there, and I, and, and I moved, and they went all over the kitchen table, man, I was getting them all over, and they were on me, <laughs> I was putting them in there. But we finally got them in there, and, and we watched them week after week, and man, those things make tunnels, man, and everything, I mean, they didn't stop at all. You know what they do? They end up dying, they work themselves to death. He says, learn from the end. You have to work. Because many people come to church and say, Oh, brother, well, you know, i just, you know, I've had a hard time, you know, and, you know, the Lord says it's more blessed to give than to receive, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it happens. And they'll lay a big, heavy trip on you. They'll tell you sad stories. And you will say, well, you know, and, all they, and, you, and you may even take them into your home. Let me give you some advice. When you take another brother or sister into your home, you better sit them down, first of all, and lay out the conditions. You're here to work your way out. Okay? If you love them, that's the counsel you'll give them. Because what happens in the Lord, before you know it, is six months, seven months, they're not even going out looking for a job or anything else. And pretty soon by the sixth month, they're saying, hey, you know, we're out of, you know, I don't want to eat these cornflakes no more. You have some steak. <laughs> you go on, you. Hey, I've seen it happen before. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't need in 2 Thessalonians 3.10. And if you aren't getting a job and you're living in my house and I'll open my doors to you, you're going to mow my lawn. You're going to pick up all the stuff that the dog lays around or whatever. You're going to be doing something. Because it's not good when you don't work. It's not good. It's not healthy. Idle time is a curse. And women. Let me give you a scripture 1 Timothy chapter 5 This is because I love you 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 11 through 14 Paul says this But the younger widows refuse For when they have begun to wax wanton Or desiring after men Against Christ they will marry Having damnation because they have cast off their first faith And withal they learn to be idle Wandering about from house to house And not only idle but tattlers also busybody Speaking things which they ought not I will therefore that the younger women marry Bear children, guide the house Give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully Verse 14 constitutes the work that a woman That is married and has children is to do That will keep you busy there's only one other thing that takes more time than being a minister and that's being a mother. There's not enough hours in the day. And those of you women that have to work, I salute you because you've really got it hard. You need 56 hours in a day to be able to handle your kids and your home and your husband. It takes a constant effort over and over and over again and he says hey if you're at home women don't go around busybody and you know you know find out what Bertha's doing down the block and everything else and (laughs) spreading it around and getting on the phone And you know her husband leaves off in the morning there you are with your rollers and your rug and your coffee and say bye Sam see you at five you know (laughs) take care of your home take care of your children raise them up be a virtuous woman, that you might be a light to the community. Now, now he kind of mocks him. He says in verse nine, "How long wilt thou sleep, O slugger When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep?" He's always say, "Ah, tomorrow I'll go look for a job." Well, you know the lines of unemployment—they're kind of long. So you know, I just, I just came home. He says, "Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep." <laughs> have you ever met people like that? I mean you know they're lazy they're just plain lazy they want everything given to them he says so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man in other words it's inedible there's a progression a naughty person and a wicked man walketh with a forward mouth now he gets into the wicked man he winketh with his eyes. He speaketh with his feet. He teacheth with his fingers. Forwardness is in his heart. He devises mischief continually. He soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. This is the guy that's cool. The guy that can really talk. He can really connive his way. He, you know, he just has the right moves and everything. But notice what it says there. Hey, his ultimate end is sudden and it's without remedy Flim flam man Verse 16 he says These six things doth the Lord hate Yea, seven are an abomination unto him A proud look You know pride is the root of all evil It was through pride that the angels fell away from God It was through pride that Satan rebelled against God Pride goes before destruction and a haunting spirit before the fall And let me tell you this We all have it we may say, oh, no, no, I don't have pride, you know, and you may do some. you, you may put another label over it, but if you tear that label out underneath it, will say pride. A lying tongue. I can't believe how much trouble this little thing gives us. I mean, it just messes us up. And hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, A false witness that speaketh lies and he that soweth discord among brethren." People that are always trying to divide people, put them at odds. See them argue. Have you ever met people like that? They get their kicks off like that. To put discord between people. They know certain things about you, certain people about them, and they know what to tell you without telling them this. And they just kick back and they watch you go at it. He says, My son, keep thy father's commandments and forsake not the law of thy mother bind them continually upon thy heart and tie them about thy neck in thy heart from the issues of life around thy neck that's where the yoke the wooden yoke would be put on the yoke to guide them there would be a source of guidance when thou goest it shall lead thee when thou sleepest they shall keep thee when thou walkest it shall talk with thee you know what when we came to Jesus Christ now he leads us now he keeps us and now he talks with us it's through the Word of God continually the Word will lead you keep you and it'll give you the right to talk with Jesus Christ and that's a fantastic privilege he says, for the commandment is a lamp and a law is a light and reproofs of instruction are the way of life to keep thee from the evil woman from the flattering of her tongue of a strange woman Lust not after her beauty Now he keeps on going with the strange woman here In all of chapter 7 And we'll breeze through it so we don't repeat ourselves Lust not after her beauty in thy heart Neither let her take thee with her eyelids You know, you ever seen those false eyelashes? They're phonies For by means of a whorish woman A man is brought to a piece of bread And the adulteress will hunt for the precious life She seeks out, man I mean when a woman goes bad it's terrible I mean when a woman gives herself over to everything and anything it's scary a woman has greater capacities of spiritual highs than any man I believe a woman is more sensitive but equally because she has greater capacities in spiritual highs she has greater capacities in spiritual lows and when a woman goes bad it's bad news and he's identifying this woman right here he says can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not burn can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned So he that goeth in to his neighbor's wife, whosoever touches her shall not be innocent. See, you can't go sexually into another woman and think that nothing's going to happen from it. Or vice versa. There are repercussions. Even if nobody ever finds out, you're always wondering when you're out. I wonder if they know know. You're just not at peace. You're living under guilt, there's no peace. And most of the time, you're so nervous, you end up giving yourself away. He says, men do not despise a thief. Now, I like this. If he steals to satisfy a soul when he is hungry. You know, if they see a little beggar and he's stealing that, well, you know, once you catch him and you find out, you go, yeah, here, take it. Because you know that he's hungry. It's a legitimate need. You know what it is to be hungry, time, so you can identify. But he says, but if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. Some people will even have him pay it back. Fine. But he says, but whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding, he that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. Do you know what adultery is? The greatest evidence of selfishness and self-centeredness. Because the adulterer is not concerned with anything except one thing, his gratification or her gratification. They aren't concerned about the party they're committing adultery with, what they're going to do to them. They're not concerned about their mates. They're not concerned about the families. They're not concerned about anybody. All they're concerned is about getting their thrill. It is the greatest form of selfishness and self-centeredness, adultery. And you destroy your own soul. He says, a wound and a dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Speaking now about the injured party. He will not regard my any ransom. And what's interesting there about the word ransom is the word kofar. We get our word atonement, covering in the Old Testament from it. That man is not going to receive any covering. You can't cover that sin. He says, neither will he rest content though thou givest many gifts. What are you going to give to a man after you've gone into his wife sexually? What are you going to give to a woman after you've committed adultery with her husband? That's one thing you cannot pay back. You cannot erase. And the individual that gives himself over to that adds destruction to his life even when there is a Christian relationship and there is forgiveness it takes time to heal those scars I cannot think of any sin that is more destructive to the life of an individual than sexual sin Paul tells the Corinthians that sex outside of marriage fornication you sin not only against God but you sin against your own body that's the only sin against your own body adultery destroys more than just yourself be careful of the secretary at work. Be careful when you're down and at odds with your mate. And it just so happens that a friend at work just happens to have a listening ear. And she or he just so happens to lend themselves as that listening ear and they provide a very comfortable environment. Run. Because you know what? Your flesh is weak and you will fall. You put yourself in the right place at the right time or should I say the wrong place at the wrong time and you will fall. Make no mistake of that. So stay completely away from it, man. Be ravished with the wife of your youth and with your husband and cultivate that relationship and don't let anything come between it. And if there has been adultery or unfaithfulness in your marriage, then get your eyes on Jesus Christ and pray that God would be able to just purify your hearts and your mind and that He would be glorified through the forgiveness of that sin and that your love would be more pure and more intense and more fervent for each other and that you don't look back, but you put your hand to the plow and you press towards Mark. God can do it we're the problem we don't let him do it many times the Jews came to Jesus and says is it lawful to put a, for a man to put away his wife for every cause and he says no he says then why did Moses give us a writing of divorce he says because of the stiff neckness and the stiff hardness of your heart he says let me take you back farther let me take you back to Genesis whatever God has joined together let no man put asunder God can restore any marriage but it takes the cooperation of two sinners and that's what's difficult that is the only grounds for divorce yet that should not be the only option Jesus says forgive seventy times 70. Seven times seventy four hundred and ninety times not that on the 491 you say that's it Charlie you've had it but hopefully you lost track by then you got the idea Now, if your wife or husband is continually being unfaithful to you, I don't believe God would have you to be violated over and over and over again. But whether it's true repentance, then you should try to reconcile that marriage and make the best of it. And yes, it is going to be difficult, but you can do all things through Christ Jesus if you're both willing to die to self and get your eyes on Jesus Christ. And those of you that perhaps have not experienced that unfaithfulness, hey, stay away from it and it can happen within the Christian circle a sister comes on strong or it just happens to happen have you ever been in a situation like that and you can sense it when hey, you can sense it, you know when hey there's a breakdown happening get away from it run from it man even if you have to even if, you, if you've committed yourself all, all the way to where you're standing naked and be like Joseph and run naked, man. That's better than following through with it. God will honor it. But see, once you've gone that far, it's very hard to stop the motor once you start it up. It's very tempting not to take the car around the block for a ride once you've gotten the keys and started it up. So if you're not willing to finish it, don't start it. Use wisdom and knowledge and stay clear away from that. And God will bless you. He'll bless your relationship. Don't let Satan ruin your life and your marriage, man. It's a precious part that God has given to you and myself, guarded with your life, because it is your life. You, your wife, and Jesus Christ.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese, with important simple truths for guarding your marriage. And this message, another from his verse-by-verse series of the book of Proverbs, is simply titled Proverbs 4-6, through and is available on CD for only $4, a CD that will be including everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is Proverbs 4-6, through or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths. A CD, that will, a CD that will be including everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is Proverbs 4-6, through 6, or simply mention today's date. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485.